Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you may find yourself as you listen to this, you're tuned in to the only sports podcast, Brains and Bars, the black and white team featuring A1 and A War. You can check out every episode of the podcast by going to the podcast app of your choice, wherever podcasts are streamed, searching for It's a Black and White Thing or Brains and Bars and subscribing there. You can also subscribe as we are live on YouTube and on the at Brains and Bars uh, Twitter feed. Um, go there, like, subscribe so you can be notified of each time we go live. Um, I do not do this show by myself. I do it with the homie uh, A-Ward. And I'm going to see, actually, and we got a special guest in the building because I don't know how to work StreamYard. I'm not a StreamYard pro, so everybody's coming up on the screen. So we got a, a special guest in the building. We got the good homie, Arrowhead Pride contributor, uh, Talk That Ish co-host, the homie Reese Nichols in the building. Can we call you Reese Nichols now, man? Yeah, yeah I still now that, I'm still Reese Nichols, man, you know. I, I, didn't, I didn't know. I mean, I don't I don't think. Only my it's, official writing name, of course. I got to go yeah. over my real name, but they know me as Reese Nichols, too. You know, my Twitter yeah. name, my Twitter handle is still Reese Nichols, man. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, hi, Ward, i start with you. How you doing this evening, man? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Staying busy, staying busy. Watching KUK State right now. Right, Can I get back to some writing, man? But yeah, other than that, I stand busy, man. Feeling good. All right, yep. Yeah. I am merch dot com. This weekend, Big K versus Award going down on the Get your pay per view if you have not gotten it yet. Shout out to Charlie in the background. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, all right, man. So we got a dope show. We are gonna go ahead and jump into it, man, because you know time is of the essence. So uh, let's start with breaking news first. Um, in the world, in the NFL. Um, first two coaches, two coaching hires were announced today. The first one, I think they happened almost simultaneously, and there's a reason for that. We can get into that. Um, first of all, I believe the new, the one I saw first was Sean Payton was hired as the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. So another a notable name joined the NFC West from the coaching ranks, and then in AFC South or AFC West. Sorry, I don't know, might have said NFC, and then in AFC South. My guy, man, my guy, D'Amico Bryant, defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, was hired as the new head coach of the Houston Texans. So, um, Ward, I'll start with you, man. Like, what are your your quick thoughts on those two names and what they might mean for the futures of those franchises? Uh, now, we didn't get to see things pick-wise because they got to come up off some picks and stuff, right, for, for the um, Broncos. So, the Broncos sent a first-round draft pick in this year's draft. This is the first-round draft pick that they received from the Miami Dolphins in the Bradley Chubb trade. And I believe they also sent a second-round pick um, to the Saints in order to get this deal done. I'll make sure I'm not missing anything else. Trying to go and see. Yep. Uh, and a 2024 third round. I'm sorry. No, they got the Saints 2024 third round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, so 20. So the full compensation, Denver's 2023 first round pick. Next year's second round pick from Denver for Sean Payton and the Saints 2024 third round pick. Um, Man, I don't know what I think yet. I guess. I mean, the Broncos – uh, reached big last year, and it turned out to not be necessarily beneficial to them. And here they are reaching big again. I mean, it's the it's the Patrick Mahomes pressure effect, right? Like it's 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 the panic. It's the you know I gotta stay up with uh with with competing in 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 the um in the division. 
Uh, Sean Payton's a good coach. I think Sean Payton's a great coach. You know, Sean Payton does a great job of quarterbacks. Uh, so maybe it's a it's a it's a move to instill because we talk about how confidence is such a key thing in quarterbacks. And Russell Wilson looks like he's probably lost a lot of confidence after this last year. So maybe it's a key move to instill some confidence in him to get him back to playing at a level that is expected. Um, but yeah, the jury's still out. I refuse to be one of those guys that jump out the window. I am a little shocked that Sean Payton joined the division with, um, you know, with Mahomes and Herbert and some other like really great quarterback play. Um, but you know, uh, he's a great coach. It'll definitely be better than Nathaniel Hackett. And, um, I'm kind of excited to, to see what goes on there. So I'm not mad at it. The, the compensation, I don't think it's too bad. I thought, I thought they were going to get a couple first round draft picks uh, for Sean Payton. So, um, so I might, I might look at the Saints like, really? You know what I mean? So, uh, so I think, I think the, the, the Broncos won in regards to that. Yeah. Uh, D'Amico Ryan was their first choice. When he turned when he turned them down and chose to go to the Texans when they reached back to the Sean Payton bag and got him. I don't think it's um bad compensation. I feel like it's smart. Like you you invested that much in Russell Wilson. You have to show that you're trying to do something, you know, you have to bring in a coach that you feel like can handle him. I don't think it moved the needle too much for the Broncos, honestly. Um, when I look at Payton, he did a good job in New Orleans and all that, but did they win? Any, you know, one Super Bowl in a less talented division than what he's going to be be in, you know, in the AFC West. So he had a lot more talent. He had talent in, in New Orleans and didn't do too much with it there in a weaker division. So I just, I really don't see him moving the needle too much in, in the outcome of the AFC West. Will Russell Wilson probably look better? Yeah, he'll probably, he'll be able to design more packages and stuff that fits what Russell can do. But I still, I still don't have them doing any greater than third or fourth in AFC West. Just remember the last Peyton that went to Denver turned around and won Super Bowls. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 putting all their stock in Peytons. Well, no, no Mahomes and Herbers in. in, in yeah, that's a that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. Um, yeah, man. Like I kind of agree with y'all. Like. I'm curious to see what Sean Payton can bring. I do. I will say this: after they fired Nathaniel Hackett, Russell Wilson did start to play better. Right? It wasn't prime Russell Wilson, but he was at least competent. And so, I am curious to see what that looks like when you have a. I don't want. I mean, offensive genius. I feel like the term is thrown around a lot, but you do have a really good play designer and play caller in Sean Payton. And you know. What did they do defensively? Because that defense was set up. I think part of the appeal of the Broncos and why they were such a – I don't want to say trendy. I feel like the Raiders were the trendy pick to win the division. Um, but I feel like the Broncos were also kind of right right behind them in terms of teams that could really challenge in the West um, was because of Russell Wilson and that defense, which is it's set. Um, and so I'll be interested to see what, where that goes. And, and I guess that kind of gets – Reese kind of hits to my point that I wanted to make of I also wonder what is going on in the front office, right? Because they flirted with Jim Harbaugh. That didn't work out. They made a run at D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico Ryan's turned them down. They started talking to Sean Payton. Then at today, according to, I believe it was uh, easy to end Rappaport or, or uh, Schefter, they made a run again at D'Amico to try to get him to sign. And once D'Amico turned him down for the final time, they then pivoted back to Sean Payton. So 
it kind of makes me wonder, like, what's at the top with, with the Waltons who now own this team? Like, what's happening? Like, why why can't you make a decision between one of those? I get it. I, I'm all about doing your due diligence, right? Do it. Do it. If you want to go get your guy, shout out to our guy, Cotton. Go get your guy, right? But it's just, I don't know, man. Like, it feels like they settled a little bit. Um, so I'll be interested to see how that goes going forward when you were clearly after another another uh, head coach. And as far as the is, Mico, go ahead, go ahead. Nah, is there a such thing as like coaching ring rust? Like what's the last like big name coach that went and sat out for a year or two and came back? Like, is that is that anything to be worried about in regards to hiring him? Nah, I mean, he's not Mike McCarthy, right? Like I think Mike McCarthy sat for a couple of years in between leaving the Packers and going to the Cowboys. Um, because, like, you know, he had that big article about how he, um, like, sat around and got coaches and game planned as if he was still coaching the team and analytics and all this other stuff, even though they still can't seem to come up with good end-of-game plans and clock management, whatever. That's not here nor there. But, you know, like, I I think that's about the closest. And, I mean, Sean Payton, you know, like I said, only here with so it's not like the game, you know, he, he's joining a new multiverse. Is it just one year? It's not two years? It's just one? No. Uh, Dennis Allen was the first. That was his first year as head coach in New Orleans. Okay. So, so now there should, there should be no ring rust for him. He jumping right back into it. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, as far as the Miko man, like I said, I hate to see that guy go. He, he had big shoes to fill once Robert Sala went to the Jets to become their head coach. And he's done a – he I mean, he did an incredible job, right? Um, with that with that defense, number one in the league this year, top ten, top five last year, um, and I do wish him all the best. Um, and I and I from from one of some of the insider accounts, like he's they think he's got a lot of juice. They're going to get a quarterback to try to turn this thing around. So it'll be interesting to see where they go from there. Anything else y'all want to say before we jump into these games, man? Uh, not interested to see the compensation as far as money for pay. He you signed, know, oh, money, you're talking about Peyton. But I know uh, D'Amico signed six years, right? Yep, a six-year deal. Oh, and man. did Sean Payton sign a five, six-year deal? Like, how, how'd that work? I haven't heard anything on compensation. Yeah, they haven't seen the compensation for Sean. I'm, I'm okay. in, I, I bet they gave him a bag. They had, yeah. But they had to. They had to. Um, I mean, where were they going to go if they didn't go Sean? Like, I mean, out, outside of those, those few that have already spurned them. I have no idea. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you, you got it right. You got it right. That's why I feel like they like when when D'Amico Ryan said no, I'm gonna go to Texas. I feel like they had to throw yep. everything at Sean Payton to get him to say yeah. Yeah. No, I think D'Amico's not. I mean, it's not shocking at all. You know, I think that's. I think we pretty much knew. Um, do they have to hire a uh, coordinator in Denver? Do they have to need to hire who? A new defensive coordinator. Who's who's gonna be? Who's gonna run that defense? So Ejiro Evero was the defensive coordinator under Nathaniel Hackett. He has been interviewed. He is currently right. He is not under contract with Denver. He is um, talk. He interviewed, I believe, in Indianapolis for their head coaching job. Um, and I thought his name was in the running for some other D coordinator jobs. So we'll see defensive coordinator jobs. So we'll see what happens on that front. But yeah, he is currently. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, I, I, you know, the Niners looking at Big Fangio, and I was like, if they don't get Big Fangio, like, Evero will be a guy holler at quickly because I think he did a really good job with that defense in his first year as coordinator. 
Absolutely. All right, cool, cool. Well, you know, shout out to the homie Titus, man. He he stepped in and was with us last week. Fly Eagles, fly, you know. <laughs> shout out not the experts, man. So with that said, let's make that let's make that segue into uh the NFC title game, man. Eagles, Niners versus Eagles went down this weekend, you know, as you know, still repping the home team, even though they didn't get get to get the outcome that I wanted. Um that game, like I, I play it to you like this. That game, like if you were playing Madden, that's one of those where you hit. Like I low key, I low key want the Eagles to win for this reason alone because I want Niners Eagles Week One Thursday Night Football because I want to run it back. Like that team to me, like in, in my opinion, the Niners. If Purdy doesn't get hurt, I don't think I'm not sure they win. I didn't pick them to win, but I think the game is competitive. Um, and I think the defense, I know they gave up 31 points, the most rushing yards they gave up all year. But once you have a, a, a quarterback who can't throw, another who has a concussion, what else is there to talk about? Like that game, like it it was over. Like, yeah, it was over. It was over. Um, and you know, I, I hate that for that team, that team that had been on this run. Um, and it, Matt, I, I don't want to say magical, but it did feel like it was like the pumpkins turn, the carriages turned back into pumpkins, the horses turned back into mice. And <laughs> it, that was it, man. So I, I get y'all, what your thoughts on that game? Cause it's really not a whole lot to discuss, but. I mean, for me, it was, it, it, it was like, I, I kept saying, I kept, I ain't gonna lie. Like I, I was, I was betting against picking everybody, but the 49ers every game. Just simply because my mindset was that sometime this rookie has this 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 mystery relevant has to look like a rookie, and he kept he kept doing everything that it was needed, you know, to win the game, right? And, and I hate the way that it went down, and I and I, and I hate it for him because I feel like if he would have even competed and looked good in that game, it would have gave the 49ers a real tough thing to have to figure out going into next year. Um, not seeing how he performed on that stage kind of to me still sets the stage that if Lance is healthy, you gotta you gotta give him the shot again. So it, it just messed up because I think it robbed everybody of a great NFC championship. You know, once it went down, even if Johnson doesn't get the concussion, he just doesn't have the passing ability to 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 be able to hang in that game. And it just took the soul out of the whole team. Even even the defense. I just think it just took the life out of him, man, where they were just like, no matter how good we play on this defense, it, side of the ball. If we can't score, we ain't going to win. And it just felt like it, the life got sucked out of the Niners instantly. I mean, Purdy did everything he could to try to help him to come back. When he, I guess the news came out today when he had a, a torn, was it UCL? UCL, yeah. Which is, is normally, ball? yeah, normally that's, you see pitchers have to get Tommy John surgery in baseball when that happens. Um, so they are, he's trying to get second opinions. He doesn't want to get it repaired. He's hoping that maybe they can heal it, but I don't know how how that gets better with time without it's a tear, right? Like, I think you have to repair that in order for you to be a viable quarterback again. So, yep, six months right now is the initial time. After he tried to come back and even threw a couple of passes with that, it, it, it shows, you know, his resilience. But, man, I hope he get healthy so he can take another shot. Yeah, it was a weird game. I don't think I've ever watched – I don't even know a playoff game or a, a, well, a football game necessarily where it was 14-7 to 7 and in my mind the game was over. 
like, you know, like, you know, even if you got a backup in, it's a formidable backup or something like that, you know, and you're deep. But, but I mean, the minute it was 14 to seven and they just had Josh Johnson, I'm like, Yo, there's no way they're going to win this game, you know? And, you know, we watched the game together, but I was just zoned out. I was tuned out. I wasn't paying attention to drives, really. I was, you know, um, I mean, two minutes to go in the second quarter, and it's still 7-7, seven to seven, I think. I think they went into halftime 21-7, right? They scored with about two minutes to go, and they got the ball back off of the Freeman – or not the Freeman, keep calling him Josh Freeman uh, – Josh Johnson to uh, fumble, and then they scored again, right? Yep. And yep. so, yeah, um, like it was just – it was just – it was frustrating. I mean, when I watched George Kittle's interview about like how just basically not having a chance because I don't have a quarterback, like it's a shitty feeling. It's basically what he said. Pardon his language in my reach. But um, I'm just kind of like, yo, that's that's got to suck out there, like playing and just like looking and be like, yo, we can't throw a football. Like, there's no way, you know. Um, on the flip side, I actually didn't think the Eagles played exceptionally well. Um, I thought they benefited highly from the fact that the Niners couldn't throw the ball and a lot of field position, you know, they ended up getting the ball in great field position off turnovers and off just, you know, just stalled drives. But I didn't look at the Eagles like, now, mind you, they might have got up 21-7 and been like, this thing's in the bag. You know, we're not about to show or do anything. But um, I thought, you know, I thought they played okay, you know, but – um, I like what Titus said in the comments down there is I do think the Eagles needed a heavyweight fight. I do think they needed to get kind of punched in the mouth, you know, and like kind of maybe have that feeling going into the Super Bowl because, you know, that. with the Chiefs, Chiefs kind of limping in and the Eagles coming off of a big win that they didn't even really have to play. Like, you know, like who knows the, the their mentality going into that, you know. And uh, so I'm definitely I definitely am looking forward to this, this Super Bowl. though. This, this, is the type, this is the type of game that I feel like will make that type of game will make NFL change a rule just because it's such a quarterback driven league and they realize it like it'll be something crazy like expanding the roster on game day to one more player and that player has to be a quarterback <laughs> like your third string quarterback has to be active on game day. like they're going to be because they, they're going to look at that and realize how much of a great game got wasted because it was only two quarterbacks active. Like, they go, like I can see them change the rule. Like, hey, on game day, we're going to extend it to one more roster spot to have open, and it has to be three quarterbacks active on game day. Because yeah, because the Chiefs and Jaguars, right? I mean, if Chad Henney would have had to play and got injured, I think Jarek McKinnon was the backup for Henney. I right. don't think uh, the kid from SMU uh, was active. He wasn't active. I, I yeah. can see them saying, like, on game day, three quarterbacks have to be active. And we'll, we'll stand a roster spot for them so it doesn't change anything you all have to do. Like, I can I can easily see the NFL because it's a quarterback league. If you ain't got a quarterback, the game is done. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's at any level. Like, the first the first time when I show up the, the coach flag football and new kids are showing up, the first thing I'm asking is who can play quarterback. Yeah. If, if nobody can throw the ball, throw the towel in. Season's over. <laughs> this ain't the wishbone option. This ain't uh, Army Navy. <laughs> nah, so like, so that used to be a rule, right? You used to be able to carry three quarterbacks. They changed the rule that, and so now you most teams only carry two. And so I think you're right. I think the competition committee will probably look at that for next year to have a third quarterback. Um, one last thing from this game. Get you guys. What if they just had an all-time quarterback and he played for either team, like whichever team quarterback got injured? 
That would be funny. Like, <laughs> how many teams, how many, like, if you are playing the Chiefs, right? Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure you would have to put in the designation before the game. Like, like you like, how many teams are going, I'm going to take him home. Yeah, yeah we'll, right. We'll take, him, we'll take him. And then how many backup quarterbacks will be like, hey, really? really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, but I do. I want to get y'all shout out to <laughs> Titus, Josh McCown for all time. <laughs> hey, that's I'm amazing. Serious. I'm pretty sure there's a quarterback somewhere on someone's uh like broadcasting team who could jump in <laughs> and all of a sudden just be. Oh yeah, you know Ryan Fitzpatrick was probably sitting there with Amazon Prime, like, hey, y'all need y'all, y'all need somebody. <laughs> Ready. That man yeah, signed so- a contract for two quarters. <laughs> So I want to get y'all opinion on something. So, uh, you know, obviously one of the early big plays in that game, fourth down, uh, Jalen Hurts hits Devontae Smith deep on a pass. Looks like it's a great catch. Hurt, uh, not Hurts, I'm sorry. Devontae gets up. He's motioning to the guys to get to the line, get to the line, let's run his next play. You don't get an opportunity to see that he's dropped the ball until after they've run that play. I saw Mike Florio post an article about uh, – what if the league, when you see that happens, what if they automatically stop, right? Because this is the only sport where when something like that happens, where people, where you you hurry up and rush to get to the next play, right? Baseball, you can have a challenge. You have up to 30 seconds to challenge. Obviously, basketball has plenty of stoppages. Um, so what do you think about the league instituting a rule to halt play when you have those those moments where a team is trying to rush to get to the line because they know or they think, that the play shouldn't have counted. I'm gonna say nah. Like I think because I mean you got the hurry up offense and stuff like that. That 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 takes place. That a rule like that is going to affect all of that. Um, if, if if you try to slow it down and say, well, we got to give a team 30 seconds. Like no, nah, that's what the that's what the play clock is for. You got to have your people on it, man. Like as soon as that thing happens, you see that people rushing. Your replay people need to be on that mug. Like hey, let's take a look at this. Or coaches need to make sure, like if I if I if, if I'm a coach, I'm sorry. If I see the receiver that called it saying let's hurry up, and I'm on the opposite side as the coach, I'm throwing a red flag just 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 in case, just to stop it. And then 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 if somebody whisper in my ear like, man, no, nah, don't challenge. I'm, I'm like, all right, sorry, let me pick this up. <laughs> can you pick I, the red, I, can you pick the red I, flag up once 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 um, you drop once you drop it or is it no? I think once you drop it. I'll, I feel like I've seen. Well, actually, you might be able to like finagle the verb verbiage. Like you might be able to like, yeah, I want to challenge something that is not able to be challenged. Right. So then they can be like, and you be like, oh, I can't challenge that. All right, and they're gonna make an announcement. Yeah, they can't challenge it because of. But I don't know if you can turn around and make another challenge. You know, like, and then I get to get your time to see it, and then be like, oh, well, now I want to challenge that part. I don't know if you can turn back around and try that, but. Man, but if you see if you see the person catching and trying to hurry up, that's your indication that they're not even confident. I don't know. I feel like at the end of the day, we want the right call to be called. You know what I mean? And so, like, I kind of might disagree a little bit. Most of the time, anybody running a hurry up offense is running it because they know they didn't catch it. You know, unless it's the last two minutes or whatever. And then usually, um, you know, like they might be, and that might put for the situation. But it's like I know it's different sports or whatever. But the other night, LeBron gets completely hacked. You know what I mean? Like completely hacked at the bucket, you know, and or just like, yo, like, like, you know, there should be a buzzer that goes off and be like, you know, no, that was the wrong call. This is the right call. It's a it's a game changing call. You know, get it right. Man, 
I'm I mean, as much as I hate that for LeBron, I actually didn't mind that call. I mean, so I don't I don't want them to go ahead to fix that. I mean, you had an opportunity to get it right in real time. And you just got to go to overtime. As much as I hate well, that. I think maybe maybe it just maybe the fix is just a, an extra challenge. You know what I mean? Like maybe that maybe coaches are not dropping that flag because they just feel limited on challenges. You know, well, um, maybe maybe a challenge maybe a challenge doesn't cost you a timeout. The first challenge doesn't cost you a timeout. Yeah, maybe you know I don't, something I like think, that. I think teams already feel like you know. Shout out to Titus. I'll bring this this uh this back up here. But he's like, I feel like the game will slow enough at, at times without without that, right? So, um, and shout out to 520 Collective who just jumped in the comments. Throwing the challenge flag should be a difficult choice, especially if the refs are handling their business. And I think that's where Kyle was, right? Like Kyle said, you know, I didn't want to. I wasn't sure. We didn't have a good angle that showed definitively he didn't catch it. And I didn't want to lose that timeout and, and, and lose that challenge that early in the game. Right. And so I agree with you guys. I don't think it's something that, you know, that you should institute. I you might could talk me into three challenges. You get three a game um, and you get to you. That first one isn't doesn't count against you because I do. While I, I don't necessarily want more stoppages, I do think that's a big play. Right. Because if they get if they if they are able to challenge that and overturn it or if the or if the sky judge can see it, get a get a look at it in enough time to overturn it. It was fourth down, you know? I mean, yeah, that's a down. huge play. Yeah, yeah. So then, you know, the Niners get the ball. Maybe he still gets injured. Who knows? Who, right? Who knows what happens? Um, but, yeah, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, and as far as – I want to throw this up here for 520 Collective. He says, you know, he's glad they're back in the big game, but he wished it would have happened in a different way. And I hear the point about, you know, the, the Eagles not necessarily being battle-tested per se – I disagree. Like uh, to me, the hallmark of really good or great teams is when you face inferior competition, you smash them. Like you, you, you snuff them out. There, there is no plan with your fool. And that's to me, that's the one thing that the Eagles have done all season long. They have crushed mediocre competition. Um, this game, they didn't have to, like you said, Ward. They didn't have to go crazy and do anything because the game was in the back. Once you know, I can't throw the ball down the field. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you look Jesse to Jesse's point. It's amazing that a billion dollar industry doesn't have the necessary cameras everywhere on every field. And they do, right. They do have a lot of cameras there, but I mean, there's only so many angles you can get to win the, in the Niners booth, in the replay booth before, because they're running hurry up, right. That's the whole point is you got, get on the ball, get on the ball. I don't think we did this, so and we need to do it before they get a, a view that allows them to to challenge. Maybe Teresa's point: you got to be a little bit uh, a little bit of a risk taker. And and I and, and I think like I mean the NFL has done well this year instituting things where somebody from New York can call down and say, hey, you know, you got that that that's going to be ruled incomplete and stuff like that. So they they've they've instituted ways to try to get around this, but at the end of the day that. You can't take away the fuel, the, the the full humanistic part of the games, and that is, hey, it was called a catch on the field. Come on, let's hurry up here. That that's taking advantage of one of the loopholes in the game. Like everybody should be doing it. <laughs> like if if, yeah. if not, if, if you got it out, definitely that early on on that big of a play, I'm not worried about one timeout. 
this is the NFC Championship. I'm like, you know, I mean, you seen Kansas City do it, and on that one, it's like we gotta take a chance on this because this is a touchdown. If we got it wrong, we're gonna we're gonna take the chance. Like, take the chance. Yeah. Because what's more valuable, in my opinion, you got this timeout when you still don't. You are because at the time they still had all three day timeouts, right? Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah, it was early. Yeah, early. You got That's the first drive of the game. Out. This is a fourth down. You know that they making this play on. Like this is huge. The outcome of that play versus losing a timeout, you should have threw the challenge flag. If there was any question, you should have threw it. Because losing that one timeout that early in the game, you can manage the rest of that first half with two timeouts if you're smart. And he's a smart enough coach to be able to manage two timeouts. I mean, they, yeah, I mean you gotta think about it. They throw they throw they call a timeout just to prevent losing five yards on a delay of game early on. If his office was on the field and about to get a delayed game, he'd have called that timeout with the quickness to save himself from losing five yards. And yeah, you know yeah. The risk on a big play like that. Oh. I do agree yeah. with what Jesse said about the cameras, though, because we saw a punt hit the wire and we couldn't get we couldn't get a camera on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> the dude punted the daggone ball hit the wire, and we couldn't get a replay on it. You know, to say, you know, this this thirty eight yard shank, twenty eight yard shank, or whatever. But like, I do believe. Um, that there should maybe be some access, or maybe, maybe you know, maybe, maybe some kind of access to to more cameras for somebody up in the press box that you know for for those coaches to be able to kind of toggle through those quickly. But at the end of the day, yeah, you're right. You know, like you call a timeout to save five yards on a delay of game. Like it's fourth and two, and we watched the guy make a one handed. I mean, it was a crazy catch. You know, it was already an extremely difficult catch. It wasn't like just a regular catch on the sidelines. Did he get his feet in bounds and drag the toe or whatever? It's like he literally made like a, an acrobatic catch that is going to be hard to make cleanly, you know? So so it's like, bro, you know, throw, throw the flag. Yeah, and Titus makes a great point about contrasting the lack of challenge flag from the Niners versus what the Eagles did when Purdy's arm gets hit right, ball gets knocked out, propel forward, Eagles recover, clear recovery on the Eagles' side. And you immediately see multiple eagles saying, "You know, throw the flag." Throw yeah, the flag, but I mean, the usually, the, I mean, the camera is really quick on a quarterback, and I, I mean, I could tell the first time I saw the first interview that, that his hand, you know, wasn't going forward. So, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, them, them cameras on the quarterback, they're usually they're usually pretty quick, you know. And to speak on like the 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 Eagles schedule, I mean, you're playing the NFL schedule, you know. I don't I don't like it when you know you watch college football and you're like. Come on, bro. Look what conference you play in. Look who you played outside the conference or whatever. You can look at some of these matchups and be like, y'all ain't play nobody, you know? At the end of the day, you play the NFL schedule, you know? Um, you know, did they play a, a a less difficult schedule? Sure. You know, could it come back to kick them in the butt in regards to, like, smack, like a close game, you know, that pressure on you, that that kind of stuff or whatever? Possibly, because they didn't, you know, they, they, they came out and, and beat everybody by a lot of points or whatever. But – it's you know it, they're still one of the top two to three best teams in the NFL going into the playoffs, you know, and 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 they're still here for a reason. Absolutely, absolutely. Like they're still NFL teams, and you still got to go out there, no matter what a point spread might say, no matter how confident you might feel that this team is not beneath you or is beneath you. You still got to go out there and execute. You got to make things happen. So, I mean, they deserve credit for that. They they are the they are the be, one of the best teams in the NFL this season, and you can't take that away from them. 
Um, shout out to Titus said he thought he thinks catchers should stand based on coolness and degree of difficulty. I mean, <laughs> I, I can hear that. I, I, I feel that to a certain degree. Um, anything else y'all want to say about this game before we jump into uh, the AFC matchup? No, I'm good. All right, cool. Y'all let us know what y'all think, man. Y'all can keep jumping, jumping in the comments. Uh, remember to hit like and subscribe if you're watching us live on YouTube. Also, share. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter um, all at once. So continue to share so more people can get in tune with the content. All right, so um, the, the heavyweight matchup of the night, the main event, um, took place um, Sunday evening. Bengals versus Chiefs. Um, before we really start to react to the game, Reese, were you at the game? I know you're a season ticket holder. Like, can you just, like, give us, who for those who were not there, what that atmosphere was like in the stadium? I mean, Arrowhead is always crazy. Like, the energy of Arrowhead is always crazy. But it was, it was, it was heightened this week, right, with all the trash talk coming in and from, from Bengal fans, definitely on, like, Twitter. And then, you know, basically all, all of Cincinnati was just crazy talking. So that, that, that always makes – the Earlhead crowd respond. So they, they was loud from the jump and really did really didn't let up. Like it was crazy. I mean, you seen it, like it caused penalties, like, you know, on them like the Earlhead crowd, man, if you if if, if if you push the right button, you ain't gonna be in too many places that's louder than it, man. It was crazy. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, all right, so um, Ward, I'll start with you, man. Like your response to what you watched uh, between the Bengals and the Chiefs on Sunday. Man, I, uh, I very rarely get um, – I mean, we talk about it all the time. The Patrick Mahomes effect is that he makes great look normal. You know what I mean? And it's just, you know, you're very rarely, like these days as you watch him, like overly impressed, you know, like, wow, I did not know that he could do something else that was going to make me be like, yo, this dude is literally the greatest quarterback ever, you know? Um, and that's what I saw in the game, you know, like that's, that's just legit. Like what I saw in the game, like in it, some of it has to do with the fact that you on one ankle and you're like watching him persevere and just carry the team and put him on his back. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's been the great, the best quarterback in the NFL, but he's also had, a lot of uh, weapons and different things like that over the last few years that make big plays for him and stuff like that. And what we saw on Sunday was a guy, you know, injured with uh, a tight end that might not have played with three, the, the top two, three wide receivers out of the game early, your best linebacker out, your best cover corner out against a team that has the best wide receiving core in the NFL, you know? Um, and then you got Patrick Mahomes out here, I'm, I'm watching the last like 10 minutes of the game in like almost in pain because I'm like, how is he going to do it? Throwing it to Marcus Kemp and Sky Moore, you know what I mean? Knowing dang well, they're going to be double teaming Kelsey. Like, like I, I, I was ye of little faith. I was, I was like, I don't, I don't, getting a first down was so difficult in my mind with the personnel on the field. But then you look and you like <laughs> 15s back there, bro. Like, but God, <laughs> that sounds blasphemous, but it's like when you're watching it, like I'm a Chiefs fan, you like, yo, but Patrick, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and, and that just, that's, that's, that's how he's built, man. And then watching him step up in the pocket and make that touchdown throw to Valdez Scantling, you know, watching him, you know, just, just scramble at the end or whatever. You're just like, yo, this, this is wild. Like it, the dude really is, um, an incredible player and an incredible competitor. And, you know, and, and um, the defense 
you know, the defense stepped up in like a big way. The rookies stepped up in a big way. Um, and, and we made it difficult. And what, and one thing that we was talking about with the Eagles not experiencing, right. Like that, that, that smash mouth game or whatever is the week before the Bengals pretty much handled the bills, you know, and the bills defensive line didn't really get to burrow. You know, I think Von Miller was out. Right. But like, they didn't like, they, they were still down two offensive linemen, but they go into the chiefs game. Like, Oh, we took care of the bills at home last week with this offensive line, you know, and then he gets sacked four times on his first nine passes. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> we're not going to be able to do that this time. You know? And, 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 and that's the kind of thing is like, you know, you wonder if teams like to kind of coast in and like in situations like that or have this false sense or whatever, you know, when they get hit in the mouth, how they react. And so um, it was, it was just, an, it was just, it was a beautiful game. in the fact that you saw a lot of people step up in their roles that all season you haven't seen, you know, I saw Pacheco interview afterwards and uh, Josh Williams said, you can't call us rookies anymore. Like we growing up before your eyes. And, like, a lot of them grew up before your eyes in the game, you know? And then for Sky Moore to come and have a 29-yard punt return, you know, there at the end after we all – I mean, dog, everybody – everybody, all the Chiefs fans are like, God, why is he back there? Is he, well, you, know, you know, every time, you know? Like, I, you know, he's talented, but there's this in, in the back of your head. And for him to come through like that, you know, for the other guys, it was just all three phases, man. And, uh, and yeah, man, it's it's, it's – it's a great feeling because of, you know, what Reese was talking about, like Cincinnati, man, they, they just run in that mouth, you know, and let, let's be honest, the Bengals aren't a team that's been there before, you know, and that's kind of what happens is like teams, you know, they kind of catch a, catch a wave or whatever and haven't really been there before, you know, like, like they get a little bit, you know, too big for their britches. And uh, I think they found out, you know, I think there was just a little bit of extra umph in that crowd, a little extra umph in that locker room. And that's why, you know, uh, that, that, that definitely helped out. So, All right, Reese, your, your response to what you saw on Sunday. I mean, what I seen on Sunday, man, honestly, as a whole, was really adversity throughout the season prepared the Chiefs for this very moment. Like, the adversity that, that, that Buckner had to go through with the missed extra points, the missed field goals, to come through in the clutch like he did, adversity prepared him for that moment. Um Sky Moore, three muff pumps through the year, losing your punt return job. The whole everybody basically mad at you, not hating you, hated this. You, I mean, even when he went back there, I'm like, man, just catch the ball. I don't care what you do, right? I don't care if you get fair catch it. Return. <laughs> yeah, I, I was always at the point like, hey, man, just move. Yeah. Like that's how I was thinking. Like just let it bounce because we whatever we need to do, we need to get the ball in 15's hands, right? So that that was my thought, but adversity prepared him for this moment. And the show, it, it goes to good coaching, really, to show that coaches never gave up on these people. Coach, you know, even Tobe was like, hey, he's going to be still catching punts in practice. We're not going to stop working with him, you know, and, and, and it paid off, right? Um, even the young the young cornerbacks, you know, you're not expecting Jalen Watson to have to play the snaps he played this season, but the your, your number one draft pick in Trim and Duffy goes down first game of the season, and you got to thrust a seven-rounder in there, and then – they do good. Then Watson goes out hurt, and you got to you got to thrust you know Williams in there. And they played good enough where they was like, you know what, let's ship Rashad fitting on out of here and let these young boys play. And they got beat a couple times. They got some penalties. They got some stuff handed to them all season, but it prepared them for this moment. Like 
they got beat a couple times in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but Cook got Cook got hit with that that that's that slanting goal on that fourth and sixth. You know that that dead leg it was all turned around. You know, but they they faced it. They they came came right back. I mean, because I mean, Higgins made a great play over over Watson, and then I mean, Chase made did what Chase did, made a spectacular catch over Watson and Cook right there together. Like they they mm-hmm. got they, they kept fighting. They made plays when it mattered. Um, even 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 McKenna was kind of banged up, and you seen you know Pacheco had to play more on third down, and you seen them have to play all season. Turn around, caught the ball, and picked up the blitzes. All these type of things were stuff that they got thrusted into early in the season, and, and and then it showed up. And and really, like the difference to me was with the Bengals in each three games they won. It was like they had you know in a sense fight back to come and win those games. The Chiefs honestly controlled this game all the way into the fourth quarter when Mahomes lost um, lost that fumble. Like even though the game was close. The Chiefs was in complete control of this game until that very moment that that happened, right? If he doesn't fumble that ball, we're probably not even having uh, – we're probably having more of a 10-point, 14-point win, honestly, than we're talking about a three-point win. That that four-quarter fumble, that third – was it late four, third or something like that changed everything yeah. to get them back. And it was, it, was on the, it was on the bingo side of the field, too, if, I don't, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. I think it was around midfield, maybe at a 40-yard line. But they were moving, too. And it was just a fluke thing. Like, I see quarterbacks do all the time. They try to throw that quick screen, don't really try to get the ball good, and, and it just slipped out. When it helped the ankle, he probably recovers. And you could tell he was trying to protect that ankle while he was trying to dive for the ball, too. Yeah, yeah. But um, I really feel like, you know, everybody kept last year, like when we lost in, when the Chiefs lost in the championship last year. And they was like, man, Burrow had this horrible offensive line. The Chiefs couldn't even get to him and sack him. The Chiefs couldn't even – I'm like – the defensive line of the Chiefs was not a strength. It wasn't like we was going – they had a weakness down and the Chiefs had a strength. It was weakness on weakness last year. Chiefs didn't have a pass rush for real. They were at the bottom of the league, too, in pass rush. So, of course, we didn't get to them. We, we, we was weak. But this year coming in, being second in the league in sacks, you like, this a little bit – it's a little bit different. Like, they they should get to them. Spags coached the best game I've ever seen Steve Spagnuolo um, coaching since he's been in Kansas. Like, his game plan – Moving the way he moved them boys around, the way he brought the linebackers up to make that center at least have to hesitate to account for him, putting where the center really couldn't double nobody. How he spread the line out like his, his, the way he coached that deep, that game defensively was was simply amazing. And then the youngsters just stepped up. But it all come down to what Mahomes, you know, at the end of the day, Mahomes and Chris Jones, man, the two stars leaders on your offense and the other leader on your defense, they carried the team. And that's what you're supposed to do. You're the all-pro. You're the first team all you're supposed to carry. And, and that's what they did, right? Mahomes didn't even have a running game. You think you were thinking this game would be a game they had to dominate the run to, to, to win, but they didn't. I mean, he made a, four, a, a third down play to freaking Marcus Kemp. Yeah. Like 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 Marcus, Marcus Kemp. <laughs> yeah. MPS only had a 100-yard game this whole season, right? MVS came bit came up huge with a few catches, man. Absolutely. My, my home's completion percentage to MVS throughout the season was fifty one percent. Yeah, that that is terrible. 51%. Aaron Rodgers looking at MVS. Like, oh, really? Now, now, now you now you're doing that. <laughs> when he come, and he caught a couple of tough passes, like that one, he had to turn around and reach back. Mm-hmm. All, all Make the adjustment. Him. I mean, even that, even when Mahomes stepped up through that touchdown, like I thought it was late. I thought it was about to be picked. And I mean, and, and Mahomes just willed itself, man. It, it, it's Jordan, bro. 
Like, like that's the only thing I can compare it to is when you got that when you got that type of player on your team, the rest of the team has so much confidence that like we still in this, we can make this happen. We yeah. They got the ball back with thirty. Well, what thirty seconds when they went when Scott Moore took that punt, and you like thirty seconds. We got enough time to get in field goal range, even when <laughs> yeah. We got like, last time. last year we needed thirteen. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> it just gives you that type of confidence. You just like Jordan. Oh, we got we got one second left on the clock. Cool. Like long as we got enough time to get it into his hands. Like that's that's how you feel with Mahomes, man. He just he just brings that you know. That, that 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 confidence to your team. So it was a hard fault, man, because Cincinnati's a good team. Like I can't take anything away from Cincinnati's a good team. Um I know their fans is yelling refs this, refs that. Refs gonna have bad calls every game, but but the the calls they made were the right call. You know that third down and nine call, I, I would be upset if I was on the Cincinnati side of that where they got to replay it. But I mean you literally seen the ref running on the field trying to stop the play. No one seen him. It's too loud in there for them to hear his whistle blowing, and they had to play it over. It was the right thing to do. If I'm we got sacked anyway. I mean, it had to punt, right? I mean, we got, we got sacked the next. Well, no, we got sacked the next play, but then that holding call on Eli on on Hilton against MVS gave us a first down. But then we just we, we didn't do nothing with it after that. Yeah. So n- none of the plays really turned turn like even that intentional ground that they they think shouldn't have been intentional ground or whatever. They still got the third down completion to Hurst off of that and kept the ball moving. Cincinnati had every opportunity to win this game. That's what I wish Bengals played. They had every opportunity to win this game handed to them in the fourth quarter, and Joe Burrow didn't get it done. Simple as that. Just like Mahomes last year had every opportunity in the fourth quarter to win that game despite everything that had happened that game, and he didn't get it done. Just like that sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to me, and I'm I'm going to get to the, the referees in just a second, but to me, that was the major takeaway of the game, right? In all three of the previous games, you had the Bengals stepping up in some shape, form, or fashion, making the play. This Burrow escaping Chris Jones twice, scrambling and getting the first down. It's making the throws, the defense, getting the interceptions, getting the stops. And for the first time in this series, in the fourth quarter, right, because the Chiefs have normally played well throughout the game with the Bengals. It's been, you know, we have this discussion all the time about what's more important, what happens in the first quarter or the fourth. I've been in the minority saying they're both equal. It's just that when we talk about narrative, when we talk about storylines and legacy, all those things are written in the fourth quarter, right? This whole Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, Tom Brady, Joe Shiesty thing was built off the back of him being good when it – he would be okay in quarters one through three, but in the fourth quarter in the playoffs, he would step up and make all the necessary plays to win. And for the first time, it was the Chiefs getting the sack. It's the Chiefs getting the turnover. It's the Bengals making the crucial mistake to close the game out. Um, and it, let me let me say that I feel bad for for Osai, right? Like that is something that is going to stick with him throughout this entire offseason. I don't know if they if he's got the MRI, if he's you know gotten himself, you know, if it's a torn ACL or not. But the fact that you make that play to close out that game, you push Mahomes when he's clearly out of bounds, and now you have to live with that throughout this entire offseason. And if it is an ACL, you probably don't even get to come back to try to redeem yourself on the field. And he had had a really good game. I mean, he played point. a great game. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And so to to not have the opportunity to even come back on the field with your teammates and try to and try to redeem yourself like that is something that's going to stick with him. Hopefully he'll be able to get over it over this offseason. But I'm pretty sure that's going to be with him all throughout the offseason and into rehab. So um, now let, let me let you mentioned the referees. I want to jump this real quick, man. We got it. Y'all got to stop. Y'all got to stop. Like like you said, Reese. The block in the back. That was a legit, legit call, right? That 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 should have been called. It got missed. Okay, cool. The grounding, that's grounding, bro. He threw the ball in the dirt. P. Ron was the ball had to bounce to get to P. Ron for him to be in this in the area. Um, the play where Chris Jones sacks him the final time, he let it on him with his body weight. First of all, go back to the Raiders game. The the call was made because they said Derek Carr was a passing posture, right? He still got protections as a passer. When you see Chris Jones bearing down on, uh, on on Burrow, he crouches down. He's not in a passing position. That's a legal play. It's not holding on on Brown nor Smith. Rip move on Smith. It moves his arms up. You get protection as a as a passer as as a blocker. I'm sorry. As long as you are moving your feet, he doesn't get by you. He escorts him right on past Mahomes and Brown. It was a great set pass set from him. He locked up Trey Henderson. Trey Henderson tried, it looks like a, a little bit of a, a bull rush. He stonewalls him, and that's it. And he's in control of it. You guys had two opportunities in the fourth quarter, tie game, ball in your quarterback's hands to go down and tie or with the, I'm sorry, to take a lead by field goal or touchdown. Burrow throws an interception. They move a little bit, but they get, they get stone, stonewalled on your final possession of the game. You had... I get it. And this is the NFL's fault with them not being consistent and not being good with their officiating crews all year. And it's also the fault of them having all-star teams. We don't need all-star teams. Grade your best crews and put your best crews out there to reward them for the season that they had and stop using these all-star teams because it leads to all kinds of issues. And that's that's my stance on the referees. Like, I don't want to hear that anymore. Like, stop they have bad calls on both on both sides of the ball. Absolutely. Like it, 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 some calls got took some, took away the Chiefs thing. Like, um, but it was a good call. Like when you go back and look at it, did Andrew Wiley hold on on that Isaiah Pacheco touchdown? He did. Like, could you let it slide? Yeah, but you know, it was a touchdown that got put off the board for Kansas City for one of the refs' calls. Anytime a team loses, the fans are going to look for a reason that's outside of the fact that. Your team just didn't perform well, right? right. It, 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 it's it's simple as that. Like you're going to look at it and you're going to be like, you know what? Oh man, my, we had the opportunity if the ref wouldn't happen. Like, yeah, that that, that rough in the past call was a legit call. Did it come in a, a horrible time of the game? Yeah, but you have your quarterback has two feet out of bounds of getting called every time. I don't care if it was Jared Goff or Patrick Mahomes. That is getting that is getting called every single time. Because two feet out of bounds, the quarterback's going to get hit. It's, un- it's unfortunate. But that ain't what lost him the game. The thing that lost him the game and what the Bengals fan needs to realize is that the Chiefs had the best offensive player, the best defensive player, and the best coach in the game. And all three of them performed at the highest level in which they can perform. You know? And it's like, yo, they did. Chris Jones, best defensive player on the field. You know? Period. Better than any defensive player on the Bengals. Patrick Mahomes, the best offensive player on the field. Better than any player on the Bengals. And Andy Reid's a better coach. And they all came to play, you know. 
And so it's not don't don't be upset that you know that you lost to people that are better than you. And they want to talk about we was down three <laughs> offensive linemen, we lost Tyler Boyd. I'm like, did you see all the players that we lost? <laughs> like, no. We, no. Lost, like, we, we lost Willie Gay. We lost Snead early. Like we played. Yeah. Snead played, played four snaps, four right? Snaps, four snaps. And the rest of the time, you got you got Higgins and, and Chase. And boy went out probably a series after that, playing against three rookies. Like 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 three rookies. And if you take away a couple of plays that Trent McDuffie slipped, he locked everything up on his side. In the, in the, in that slide, like he he really did. Like it was a great coaching, but three rookies. Tell Jesse, tell Jesse, Abby saved that we stuff, man. He a Lions fan. What's he talking about? We <laughs> we lost half of our team. Hey, bro. Hey. <laughs> yes, we. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, even Cook, uh, you had a deep safety playing. That's that that's a rookie. You got Carlisle's playing. That's the rookie. Mm-hmm. Like. These are people that's never been in this game situation before, right? Yeah, there's something that uh, there's something that um, Titus said earlier that you put on the screen, you know, and it's like the Chiefs front office does not get enough credit for how well they draft considering they never have a pick in the top, you know, 15 since Patrick Mahomes has been here. Right. I mean, Veach has <clears throat> got to be GM of the year. Like that, this – I don't know who else is going to be GM of the year. Like, yeah, yeah. So let me just run let me run through this real quick. In the first round, two first round draft picks, Trent McDuffie, George, George Karloftis, Sky Moore, Brian Cook, Leo Chanel got snaps uh Sunday, Joshua Williams, Darian Kennard has not been active this year, Jalen Watson, Isaiah Pacheco, Nazi Johnson. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten picks, eight of them, seven of them playing major roles in an AFC title game, and an eighth one who got snaps out of a 10. That is unheard of. It's crazy. That is unheard of. And, like, when I, and it's not even this year. Like, look back to, like, guys like Trey Smith, guys like, you know, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, Creed. Got, you know, uh, yeah, even Willie Gay and, and, and Bolton. And, you know. It's just, it's just, it's, it's literally content, and it goes way, and it just the way the Chiefs have just had a, they've, they've done a great, great job. Fourth round, (laughs) yeah, man, I don't know. We got these Eagles fans in the comments talking about Howie. Howie Roseman does deserve a lot of credit for what he has done. Also, we're gonna have to break this down like Cody. You know who, who got moments, who got impact, resume. (laughs) How how did a great job of paying, paying free agents money? Yeah, AJ Brown got that bread. <laughs> they brought over Slay Jr. They brought over Bradbury. You know, yeah, you, you, you opened the checkbook. I ain't mad at that. Look, it paid some people and it paid off. You, we we gonna we'll yeah. out how the Rams affect work. There's a difference between metaphors and real rap, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, Rams, the Rams did it last year. They got on the Super Bowl. You know, it might mm-hmm. do the same for the Eagles. You open up the paycheck, the the, the the book, and pay some some top players, right? Yeah. That don't last though. That's that that that's that to me that is the difference. Like it may get you to a Super Bowl like it did the Eagles. It it it, it, it may get you, you know, some wins this year. It may get you a Super Bowl championship. Who knows how the game go? But it doesn't last. You don't you you build successful teams on for to the last down the road through the draft, not free agents. Yeah. I hear that. I hear that. Both but both of those guys have done a great job. Now let me let me get my bars off real quick, man, because 
first of all, the media, it cracks me up. Like, the media spent all last week hyping up the Bengals. Burrowhead, is Burrow better than Mahomes? Who's the better? Burrow's the better QB than Mahomes in, in some people's eyes, yada, yada, so on and so forth. You got the, the freaking mayor of Cincinnati out here talking, <laughs> running his mouth. And then everyone wants to act surprised when the Chiefs are getting a little chesty and want to talk they talk because they won this game. Right? Uh, I think me and Titus talked about this last week. I don't want to hear ever again, ever again, about a quarterback being better than 15. Dead it. It's done. I don't want to hear it. I don't care what happens in the next five years. That is the best quarterback in the league. We're not talking not – this is not top two, not top three, not top five. Cut it out. He's the best in the league on one leg, sprained ankle. You, I don't know if y'all saw his uh, Instagram clip where he plays uh, forever with Drake. Like a sprained ankle, ain't nothing to play with. Put some respect on his name. He was out here throwing to guys who look like us on the screen on Sunday, and he was getting it done. Finding Marcus Kemp, somehow establishing a connection with MBS. All those guys go out there, double-teaming Kelsey. He Kelsey becomes a non-factor. He got it done. Final play of the game. Hadn't ran all game long, and then he puts on – that 40 time of I'm faster than whoever's chasing me, and he gets the <laughs> job done. People were saying, well, there's eight seconds left. It's probably going to overtime. We saw what he did in 13. Don't tell me he couldn't have gotten another five or ten yards with, with running some play that made it a little bit more of a feasible field goal try. He's the best in the league. I don't want to hear it anymore. He's Jordan. He's Steph. When he has the ball in his hands, everyone is on the other side terrified. A shot to Titus. He ran down what happened when they faced – the Eagles last year, touchdown. This is, He went through the drives, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Interception, touchdown, touchdown. Five TDs, 260-something yards. I think he only missed six passes the entire game. He is the best quarterback in the NFL bar none, and I don't want to hear about Herbert, Lamar, Burrow, whoever, Brady. I don't want to hear. The argument is done. Thank you for your time. This has been my TED Talk. <laughs> You're right, though. You're right. I argue. I was arguing with Emmanuel Acho on Twitter, and I said, talent-wise, he is clearly above everybody else. You know what I mean? And, and he responded, well, if you believe he's clearly a more talented quarterback than everybody else, then I understand why you're saying what you're saying. I'm like, why doesn't everybody else understand this? You know, like there are great quarterbacks out there, but we talked about it earlier. He makes – the intangibles are normal to him. He makes it, he's got a different set of intangibles that, that are called, you know, ridiculous passes being like this to the ground or running for 20 yards on his high ankle sprint. Like it's, it's literally like just, it's a different level, you know, and uh, what the, and what the dude can do. And it's, it's not bad to be Burrow and Josh Allen and these guys, but you have to understand it's not one a and one B. And it's barely one, two. It might be one, and we're just going to save the space for two, and then everybody else is just three, four, five. Like, that's that's the gap. There's a gap between him and the rest of the NFL quarterbacks. Absolutely. Shout out to this comment from Titus. Y'all remember the line? That is hilarious. I name. That's how she <laughs> That is hilarious, man. That's hilarious. But, but, yeah, man, like, like, he is the most accomplished quarterback we have ever seen in this league. Five never played a road playoff game. How was that possible? 
Never played a role playoff game. Every game. At yeah, home, he did. Five, no, no, he did. No, he never. Did. Yeah, no, he's never. It's every game has been at. He home. just played at Tampa Bay against Tampa Bay, right? <laughs> In the Super Bowl, right? In the Super Bowl, I mean, it wasn't technically a role playoff game, but. But yeah, yes, and he's one of one. Patrick Mahomes is one of one. There's nobody like him, and going to be a two-time MVP, playing in his third Super Bowl in five years. Like, this is unbelievable. We're seeing things we've never seen <clears throat> done before, and it's – it's we just – we need to stop and just appreciate greatness. So often we are in a rush to, to crown who's next, to try to create rivalries where there are not one. We just need to stop and appreciate what we're watching. And right, just so take I, the time. Yes, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do the exact opposite of what you just said, right? So I'm not gonna stop. And I'm gonna say this. I do believe he needs to win this Super Bowl to stay like parallel that conversation to talk about being like better than Brady. He is better than Tom Brady. No, he's no, better than Tom right. Brady. But I'm talking about all time, like all time. Like we can't all crown him that yet. Time, he is better than Tom. All right. And we like, like Tom's going. No matter what Mahomes do does the rest of his career, he's probably not winning seven rings. Like we can get that out of here. It's probably uh, not. It's not gonna happen. But, he, but if he gets, but, but I think he needs more than one. I think he needs. I mean, he. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he needs more than one. But even if he just sticks with, like, Tom, Tom was carried. Like, like, like I, I, I love Tom Brady. Tom, is, Tom has talent. And he he he's made some big throws and some big situations and all of that good, but let's not act like Tom's defense didn't carry him to a lot of those like those championship rings, like just straight up, like they went eleven and five or something like that with Matt Castle when Tom when Tom went out, like and and the division was 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 garbage, trash, trash, like. Like, and that's not taking anything away from Tom, but Tom cannot do the things that Patrick Mahomes. Well, no. Patrick can do everything that Tom can do. I just, I, I'm yes. just saying, you got to get another ring, and then the one time you caught Tom, you know, in in, in that Super Bowl, you know, you got got. I mean, he got Man. got, but even then, he was like, you, you see, he was you, a, you see Tampa no. Bay, you see Tampa Bay's no. players on camera, like, did he yeah. just do that? Like, How's he, he doing hit Williams in a face mask. While throwing lateral to the like, dude was levitating and threw a dime. Like hit Tyreek Hill in his face mask. Like, 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 man, listen, there is no one close. In NFL Absolutely. Game. Absolutely. And listen, shout out, to, shout out to the Philly Collective in the comments. I know Jalen Hurts has had an amazing season. It has been a top. He's he's had an MVP caliber season, but. Patrick Mahomes, I think, was voted all pro. And I think he got 49 out of 50 votes for all pro. Most of the, I think I've heard somebody say most of the people who vote for all pro also vote for MVP. Jalen is going to finish number two this year. He got to come back next year and try it. That award is that award already has Mahomes' name on it right now, guys. Like I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Jalen, Jalen has proved a lot of people wrong. I think shout out to him for 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 overcoming the odds because we had to hear this foolishness about well Gardner Minshew can run the offense just as good as Jalen. They can pretty he can produce the same results. We saw what happened once he got out there. He did not produce the same results. He had right? a good game, didn't he? In losses. Gardner Minshew. Yeah. In L's. 
He won one game. He won one game. I think he went one and one and two. The first game that they played. I think it was the first game he won. He mm-hmm. lost. He won. And they lost two straight, and they brought Jalen back to try to get it to try to get it done. Mm-hmm. And I know I understand some people say, well, that just means that you know it shows Jalen's uh that why he should be the MVP, right? Because he's not there. The best ability is availability. You know, I mean, if we're being honest, Chad Henney did do a 97-yard drive. You know, I, we I, 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 <laughs> 98. 98. <laughs> let, let me – I got one thing before we get out of here. Let me take a quick victory lap because I got on I, on this show, I've said some things that have attracted a lot of um, negative attention. I brought up the fact that after you have your team set, that a backup quarterback is the most important position on your team. I have been vindicated by that. In these playoffs, Chad Haney coming and doing his thing. Gardner Minshew was good. He didn't win a bunch of games, but he did play well. Saints game wasn't his best effort. But we have seen backup QBs come in and lead 98-yard drop. Also have said, shout out to the Eagles, that an offense and de- defensive line is the foundation of your team, even above sometimes a franchise quarterback because not everybody can have a Patrick Mahomes. And you look at what, again, shout out to Howie Roseman, guys, to the Eagles fans in the chat. He has built an offense and a defensive line. And, look, I saw clips. While I think, you know, I think the Niners defense played better than what they're being credited for, despite the circumstance, there are some clips of Jordan Mylotta and, and Jason Kelsey absolutely destroying the interior of the Niners line and just basically just saying, throwing people out the club and just opening a hole that even I could run through at this age. Like it was, it was very impressive, right? So let, I've been vindicated in a lot of things that I've said on this show that's gotten a lot of pushback. With that being said, well, I'm not going to ask you guys, we're going to close out the show on this. I'm not going to ask you guys to pick a winner. Uh, Reese, if, if you're free, I, I mean, I already know. <laughs> but um, what if you can name just one, if you have multiple things that you are looking for as key matchups or key things that either team needs to look out for in order to come out victorious in a couple of weeks. I'll start with you. I'll start with Reese. Um, one thing, I mean, like you said, the the Eagles inter- uh, offensive line is great, definitely the interior. So what, what can Spags do to create a matchup that gets Kelsey, that gets Jones away from Kelsey? Because I think that, you know, that's a matchup that Kelsey can win sometimes one-on-one, but Kel- but that Jones can win sometimes one-on-one, but also Kelsey is great. He's going he's gonna to hold his own there as well. So I think you're going to have to do some things that you've seen like this weekend, moving Jones or, or, around to be able to get him some favorable matchups. Um, playoff Clark, man, you know, you know Frank Clark going to have to show up again um, in, in a major way. I mean, I, the key thing right now for the Kansas City Chiefs is health. Like the, the these two weeks, they 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 got to find a way to get healthy. I, I heard good stuff come out about Willie Gay. He looks good to go. Um, sneeze and concussion protocol. Two weeks should be enough time to get him back. But the way that anchor went with Tony and 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 Juju Burley being able to get down the stairs, you know, you know, mm. after the game, I don't know what they do. Every, like you can't go into this game with Justin Watson, maybe McCole, you know. But I don't think he may. I think he might be like you can't go in this game with Justin Watson, Sky Moore, MBS, and 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 Marcus Kemp and expect like to really do something. Slay and Bradbury is too good for that. Mm -hmm. 
like mm-hmm. like like they're they are too good for that. So you we have to figure out something at receiver. Like I don't know who else is out there that maybe used to be on the practice squad or or, or something like that, <laughs> that they could bring back that already know the offense. I I don't know. So I think health is the main concern to me going into this game. Patrick Mahomes, he'll get more healthy. He's not going to be 100 percent on that ankle because a high ankle sprain just takes four to six weeks of nothing and just treatment to be right. But he'll be better this game than he was, you know, this this, this AFC championship. So I just think that, man, the health of the Chiefs, I mean, for, for, the, for the Eagles, they got a squad. The Chiefs are going to have to find some way to make them one-dimensional. Like, they're going to need to jump out and, 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 be on, and be on their neck early and try to get up 14, 17 points to try to slow down their, their run game, like I said. Chiefs being if they, they didn't play it against the Lamars, the Kyler Murrays. Why Hurts presents a little something different than that with his ability because of, of his strength. And, you know, they played against the Josh Allen's and that, that can run those power runs and, and, and run the run options. I do think they are more prepared to face a quarterback like Hurts than maybe some other teams. I feel like they've been tested here. But I think that's going to be the main thing. Can the Eagles win this game? Absolutely. Like, no, no bones about it. They can. But I just think I think the, the Chiefs, um, long as long as they're healthy, they have a good shot. All right, Ward, what you think? What's, what's a couple of things you're looking at in terms of what the outcome of this game could hinge on? Yeah, um, yeah, the, the the Eagles are a much to me a much better team than the Bengals. And I think that like after looking at you know this past week and you know beat how we beat the Bengals, um. I think that the Chiefs are going to have to play much better than we played this past week. And we played very, very good. Hey, gum, dogs. You the Eagles? You the Chiefs? All right. Well, apparently the Eagles won. But, um, uh, the, uh, but what, I would say, what I would say is I would flip the script. I would say it's the Chiefs offensive line against the Eagles defensive line. You know, um, I think that one of the things that's getting lost is how good the Chiefs offensive line is. Um, and, and don't get it twisted. The Eagles got four guys more than seven sacks. I think they got, you know, what Fletcher Cox, they got is, is Brandon Graham or is no, is Graham still there? Is it? Yeah. Brandon Graham. And then Chronicles of Riddick, Riddick, um, and whatever, you know, like literally, I mean, they, they, they are, but I think that the, that the chiefs offensive line is, is a little bit underrated in what, in what you're seeing, um, uh, with this matchup. But I really think it's going to come down to that turnover battle. Like, I think it's going to come down to the turnover battle. And, and, and the Chiefs have been doing a great job outside of Mahomes' slip-up of protecting the football. Um, and, um, and, and I think that, you know, if we can get a couple key turnovers, if we can, you know, um, uh, get Chris Jones and get some pressure. But, man, the Eagle look, look, that's not Eli Apple and Hilton back there. You know what I mean? That's that's not in. <laughs> I think and, the Eagles are better defensively. I don't think the Eagles are better than, than too much better than the Bengals. Also. No, they're not. I think that they are more complete. They run the ball like the, Joe Mixon and P. Ryan were 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 never a problem. You know what I mean? Now, granted, the Chiefs did a great job of stopping some of those runs, but I, I think that the Eagles with Hurts and Miles Sanders is a clearly better running team, and they have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, which is a comparable one-two punch oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. Chase. And uh, and Higgins. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with everything that you guys have said. I think the health of the Chiefs, like, it would be crazy for Mahomes to go into a, to back-to-back Super Bowls with a depleted offensive line in one and then a depleted wide receiver or room on the on the other. Like, that would definitely suck. I was actually looking at the practice squad, and I'm like, 
Uh, Amir Marset Smith, maybe it's it's your time. Where's Cornell Powell at? Where's Cornell Powell? Rum Nitty, Rum Nitty's not on the team. He's <laughs> released, man. Like, I, I, I yeah, was looking that up. Yeah, um, Cornell Powell got uh, he got put on the, the practice squad injury list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Is Chris Collins well, yeah. too? Did he end the season with the Tennessee? Or is he just out there floating? Because <laughs> like. Yeah, Conley. Like, like, like real tough. <laughs> bring the boy back. But the, the thing about the Eagles, too, though, I think they're number one in the league in sacks. The Chiefs was number two. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really think the Eagles being number one had a lot to do with how far up they was in game. Pin your ear back and rush to those mediocre quarterbacks because of how that you knew they had to pass. I, I, I want I, I want to see the Eagles and how they perform in something close. That's something you just really ain't had a chance to see. And I think if it comes down to that, the, the Chiefs are just proven. Yeah, yeah. And I and I'll say this in closing, man. Like I I think in that game, I think that championship DNA, like teams have pride. And what you saw on Sunday from Kansas City was a team that was sick and tired of hearing about the Bengals and what they've done and what they've accomplished and how they have simply been the better squad. And you saw, like I, I said it in one of the group chats, I mean, like, like these guys have, have pride, they have ego, and it was put to the test in terms of everything that they face. And so shout out to them for stepping up. And that could be granted. There are a bunch of guys on that Eagles team who Jason Kelsey was there. Lane Johnson. I don't know if Lane Johnson was healthy when they won in 2017, but I believe he was on the team. Brandon Graham obviously helped seal the Super Bowl. Fletcher Cox. So there's a bunch of championship DNA on both sides uh, for, for both teams, and it should be an exciting matchup. Like I said, we won't – obviously, we know who everyone here is picking. I have not made a determination who I'm picking yet. Um, so next, tune in next week to see who I'm going to pick. Uh, Reese, I might have you back next week. We'll see how if things line up and how things may. Uh, yeah, we'll talk after this to see if he did a good enough job. And if so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. He, of course, I did. <laughs> you know, he he big time now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Surprised. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He, he we got a couple other applicants we need to look over. You know, we'll. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yo, man, we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Shout out to everybody who jumped in the comments from Facebook and YouTube. Remember, please, to like, share, and subscribe no matter where you watch. Um, you can follow us on all social media by searching at Brains and Bar, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can also, again, follow us on YouTube. You can find us wherever podcasts are being streamed. Um, shout out once again, Reese, for coming through. Uh, we appreciate it. Why he has better? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> this last comment I'm going to read, Philly has better theme music. The Chiefs, that's the real X factor. I mean, yeah, I, no comment. I'm not gonna say that. I got to live here, so no comment on that one. Oh, but shout out to Mama Ward. Good night. Have a good evening. Um, I am Award merch.com. Um, for all merch, big K battle goes down this weekend in Atlanta on RBE. Um, shout out to Reese. You can check him out at Arrowhead Pride. I'm pretty sure he'll have some pieces that'll be coming out. Uh, some articles that will be coming out as they lead up to the Super Bowl. Also, check out his podcast he does with the homies, The Los Factor, the Los Factor and B, Talk That Ish. You can also find that podcast wherever they are streamed. Please check them out. They have they do dope, dope show. It's, it's, I don't want to call it a relationship podcast, but it is a lifestyle life, podcast. Life, life. A lifestyle podcast. They talk about a little bit of everything. I will recommend a particular pod of – that they did of what is your trauma response to me. That is the best one that they have ever done. 
Um, so please check them out. Talk, talk that ish. D A T I S H. Until next time, it's been a black and white and white thing, man. We appreciate y'all for tuning in. Y'all have a good night, man. And this, uh, this will be out in a couple of days. So, deuces. I love you.